Hey, I'm Dennis. Thanks for coming by. Uh, time for some awesomeness. You ready? You ready? I hope you're having a good day. Let's make it better right now. Hang out with me for about the next 20 minutes and let's get you some, some spiritual vitamins. Uh, straight from God's awesome word. Today's topic, what we're going to look at is the nature of faith. What is it? What does it mean to believe? You know, some believers think it means blind acceptance. You just got to believe, man. And then you got skeptics. Well, then they agree. Steven Pinker, this cat, I guess he's like an evolutionary psychologist who opposed mandatory religion classes at Harvard. He says, faith is believing in something without good reasons to do so. Uh, well, both of those uh, viewpoints are wrong. Both are mistaken. They're both bogus. And it's that type of ignorance of the nature of faith, quite frankly, that leads to a shallowness of faith uh, among believers and then a prejudice against faith amongst skeptics. So to avoid a misunderstanding when it comes to the true nature of faith, especially the nature of the Christian faith, well, today we're going to examine both. We'll start with the nature of faith. That's coming up next right here on Dennis James Radio. turn around there's a new medicine to help manage pain and injury no matter how hard we try to take care of ourselves we still have pain and injury unfortunately it's not all just physical sometimes life hurts us maybe you've been hurt by life so bad that it defines you but it doesn't have to be that way jesus came to bandage the wounds of the brokenhearted to learn how to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, call 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming in today, and I hope you're having a fantastically wonderful day. Today, man, we're going to examine the nature of faith, and what is it, and what does it mean to believe? Because there's, there's a little bit of confusion going around out there, you know. Uh, let's start out with the biblical definition of faith, okay? If you're going to talk about faith, let's see what the Bible says about it. Look at Easton's Bible Dictionary. Faith, the persuasion of the mind that a certain statement is true its primary idea is trust okay there you have enough said so faith is a strong conviction or a trust in something in the book of hebrews scripture teaches us now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen you've heard that before chapter 11 verse 1 in hebrews so faith is being convinced of what we don't see For example, okay, check this out. You have faith that your parents are indeed your folks, man, right? Based on what? 
uh, on your confidence and the reliability of their word. That's it. And, and of course, there's a little bit of conviction or trust there that prompts you to respond accordingly and to be their kid. Okay, you can be my parents. You say you're my parents, so that's cool, man. I'll go along with it. What, <laughs> we have this kind of faith, uh, which is based on trust and conviction in a lot of things, too, you know. I believe George Washington. He's a person of history. I believe that. I never knew him, but history books says so. Uh, you believe in flying commercial aviation you believe in a safe way of travel sometimes again faith is trust or conviction in something or someone that you're not really having any real proof in so let's look now then at the evidentiary nature of faith because it's nice to have actual real tangible evidence of stuff that you just take for granted a lot of folks believe that faith is something blind you know you just gotta believe man you know or they'll say it's the right thing to do yeah that's true faith can yeah, i guess it can be it is it can be a conviction in things unseen you know okay so hebrews 11 one's right there that's cool and yes we can walk by faith and not by sight like second corinthians teaches but 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 there can be sound reasons and a real evidence and this is the cool part real evidence for believing in what you can't see okay so here's how you get there just as you believe in george washington that old dude with white hair even though you never saw him, and just as you believe that your parents are who they say they are, these two people, uh, even though you can't remember who was there at your birth, <laughs> you know, uh, you can still believe. Even though, I mean, there's evidence there, okay? And and, and you got to rely on that evidence. you got other folks, for example, who believe that faith is like a special gift from god for a select few well yeah okay i'll I'll give you that too in one sense faith is it is indeed a gift from god uh ephesians 2 8 and 9 for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast you've heard that one before but while faith owes its ultimate source to god it's available to all of us not just a select few uh because god desires he wants everybody to be saved man watch this first timothy chapter 2 verses 3 and 4 for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who desires all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth do you get that he desires that which produces saving faith to be proclaimed to all so the just live by faith in romans 1 16 for i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god to salvation for everyone who believes fact is faith comes from evidence provided by god himself and also by evidence of just his sheer existence man and the massiveness of the universe Look up to the stars at night. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. 
Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge, is Psalm 19. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, in Romans chapter 1. So then, faith in God's word, the Bible, is not blind faith. It's trust, man. It's based on evidence. And the evidentiary nature of faith becomes even more clear when we consider the nature of Christian faith. A true believer possesses a rational, intelligent faith, okay? Uh, Because God expects us to use our minds, you know? Uh, Therefore, we we don't have to commit intellectual suicide in order to have faith. He wants us to use our minds. He doesn't want us to be like, you know, spiritual Bible zombies walking around, you know, under the command of the main robot up there in the sky. Um, He wants us to choose him out of love. That's why he gives us a free will. And that's why I'm especially grateful because, like C.S. Lewis says, my heart cannot rejoice in what my mind rejects. Indeed, brothers and sisters, a weak faith is the result of the heart trying to believe what the mind rejects. So, does this mean we can have 100% proof? No. Uh, But, hey, look, don't we usually commit to 100% with less than 100% proof? You know, when you get on an airplane, there's no 100% guarantee things are going to land safely. Or even stay in the air for that matter. (laughs) But you're 100% committed anyway, or else you wouldn't have bought the ticket. So why commit? Well, because of the safety of commercial aviation, I guess, it makes it a rational, intelligent decision for the most part. Uh, Beats walking, too. So, So the question then becomes, is there enough evidence to warrant making a 100% commitment to Christ. I believe there is. Uh, Sure enough for me to commit myself 100% for him rather than 100% against him, you know, because there is no other alternative. Look, man, if he says it is good enough for me, JC says, he who is not with me is against me. And that is one dude I want to be with. Jesus is like an airplane. Uh, either we get on board totally or you know, get left behind. So, so there you have it. The Christian faith is based on making a rational, intelligent decision. And uh, it's also a historical, factual faith, too. Christianity appeals to history and the facts of history. Charles Pennock said, The facts backing the Christian claim are not a special kind of religious facts. They are the cognitive and formational facts upon which all historical, legal, and ordinary decisions are based. So, Christianity is not a faith based on philosophy or myths or legends. Uh, Christian faith is based on facts of history. And it's also an objective faith, uh, a faith or trust in an object. That object? Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. The main man. Faith in who he was is Christ. He's the Son of God. 
faith in what he did. <laughs> I rose from the dead on the third day. Yeah. And therefore, it does make a difference what we believe. Okay, that old worn out cliche, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe in something. It's just, look, man, it's bogus. It's simply inconsistent with the Christian faith. We can do better than that. See, it's not faith in and of itself that's important, but rather in whom the object that our faith is based in. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10.9. That, in, the, in a nutshell, is, is the gospel. That's it right there. Don't have to say anything. I can stop right here, and that's enough. That's how you get saved. How do you become a born-again Christian? Uh, well, you have to die to yourself and then, and, then, and then have a new birth in your heart in, in, in Christ. And simple as that. You, you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. I believe you're my Savior, Father. I believe you died for me. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. That's it. It's God telling you how to do it right there, man. It doesn't get any easier than that. It's pretty basic. And it's five seconds. You're saved. You're going to heaven. Nothing you can do will ever change that. And in your heart, you're going to feel a change. And your your life will reflect that change, too. People will see it and they'll want to know what's going on with you, man. What's different? Something different about you. What is it? I want to know. Give me some of that. <laughs> it's Christian faith. It's trust. It's conviction in a person. Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And yes, it is an evidentiary faith, a faith that the conviction and the trust, which is based on evidence. And what kind of evidence, though? What kind of evidence? I want to know. Show me. The best kind. The best kind of evidence. Eyewitness testimony, brah. I want us to look at two key passages here. Second Peter 1, 16 and 18, through 18, rather. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Now let's move over to Acts chapter 10, verses 39 through 41. Listen to this. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him who God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. So, what you have here in Scripture is precisely the same sort of evidence used in a court of law. Uh, it's basing convictions on the credibility of witnesses. And while we're at it, let's not forget evidence such as fulfilled prophecy. Check this out now. Okay, based on the improbability of over 300 fulfilled prophecies in the Bible being coincidence, hmm? When you take just a mere eight of those prophecies and their fulfillment, eight of those 300, uh, trying to say that they're, it's just coincidence is like considering one in the 10th to the 17th power. It's not, not exactly coincidence. Now, when you take 
48, only just 48 of those prophecies, those 300 prophecies being fulfilled, the probability then is 1 in 10 to the 157th power. You have any idea of that? That number is infinite. It's virtually impossible, my friend. So, the Christian faith is based entirely on that evidence. Over 300 prophecies that all came true. And that uh, just can't possibly be coincidence. So, so in conclusion, here it is. We've seen that the nature of faith is, in particular the Christian faith, is trust. Uh, trust that is intelligent and rational. Okay? You can believe that. Trust in a person of history, Jesus of Nazareth. Not some fictitious dude. A real man who walked the earth. He's alive, too. He's in a different time domain other than our own right here. The spirit world, the different space-time continuum. But he's alive. Uh, we trust in who he is, what he did. We trust uh, him based on empirical and reasonable evidence. Faith, that is trust, does lead to believing in things not seen, such as God, who is invisible. Hey, do you know? Did you know you can see God through love? You can. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love has been perfected in us. First John four twelve. You know, we believe in the promises. We hope to receive resurrection, eternal life in His presence. But our faith is not blind credulity. You know. Uh, I don't just believe because it's the right thing to do, man. Uh, there's solid evidence for our faith, which in turn leads to trust in things not seen. So, so I mean, only uh, folks who are ignorant of the evidence ridicule faith, or, or else they find themselves wavering in their own faith. All right, so there you have it. That's all I'm saying, man. I'm just saying examine the evidence and believe look if he says it it's good enough for me all right <laughs> yeah simple as that father we love you lord your word is precious in our sight and we're thankful for the love it gives through your unconditional gift of grace and the instruction for our lives it provides through the saving knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ where it is in his precious and wonderful name we pray father amen hey till next time uh, take good care go out and make it a awesome day stay connected hit that follow button and i'll post updates for the next time we meet up again right here take care mm-hmm.